up everybody it's phil the voice your pastor here at nations church los angeles i'm so excited that you've come and you've taken time out of your schedule to join with us in this week's broadcast i'm excited to share my sermon with you so we just pray right now in jesus name that your life is transformed we declare and decree healing transformation and life change in jesus name amen let's get into the sermon as i keep it real with god and i keep it real with you What we have seen more happen is that we've seen an explosion of God's presence in our services. A radical explosion of, 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 of his glory in the house. A freedom in worship like never before. A level of freedom in the declaration and the reception of the word of God. A deepening passion for the great commission we've seen in this church. We've seen a deepening passion for fasting and prayer. It's a culture of the church. And we have become more, but we've yet to see. It's almost as though you have the outlying picture on that little kindergartner's dot to dot. But it's got to get filled in. The last two months, I buried two young people that were prodigal children that were struggling. My heart breaks. God knows where they're at. Can I hear an amen? amen? We trust the Lord Jesus when we go through trials and tribulations. We know that God's grace is much greater than we could ever imagine. We know that nobody knows what a person is saying to God in the last moments of their life. We know that God's mercy, if it was dependent upon your perfection, none of us would get to heaven. Can I hear an Amen. amen. I thank God for mercy and grace. I believe this is a season to claim your prodigals. Amen. Hear me in Jesus' name. I'm not talking to impress you today. If you have children, hear me, still some children that are not walking with God, you need to claim them by the blood of Jesus and live holy. Hear me today. The Bible says you and your household shall be saved. I remember when my uncle Artie, my mama's baby brother, had fallen away from the Lord and went into a uh, very perverse sexual lifestyle, just went off the Richter, just became extremely promiscuous. This was in the height of the 80s AIDS scare. And I remember as he came over to our house in tears and how my mother ministered to him, and I was too small to even understand what was happening. And later, Mama said, he got real sick, baby. He's been real sick. And I remember in the years and months months and years rather, going and visiting him as he got even more sick until eventually he said, because he was one of my favorite uncles, he said, buddy, I'm not doing so good. He moved in with my grandmother and I went over to the house with grandmama and I lived with her for like the whole summer. And I did it because I wanted to be close to my uncle. And I asked my mom, can I go to grandma's for the whole summer? She goes, well, at least two months, mijo. And I said, okay. And I went to go live with my grandma. And my uncle was there, and we would play Street Fighter II every day. That's a video game. And my uncle got more sick and more sick, and eventually he had to go into the hospital, and eventually they sent him home on hospice. And eventually his body was racked with sickness, and his immune system couldn't keep up anymore. 
And when his mouth was paralyzed and he couldn't even speak anything, this young, thriving, professional jazz trumpet player played with some of the greatest in the industry, shriveled up and couldn't even speak. But my mom walked into his room and said, Artie, it's time. See, flashback, this same uncle was 13 years old and saved, full of the Holy Spirit, and would kneel on his knees with my mama when she dumped my father, who was unbelieving at the time, pregnant with his own son, my big brother. Can we keep it real here? And he would kneel and pray in the Spirit with my mother for hours that Scott would become a Christian. That Scott would know his Messiah. Now that's my daddy. And guess what? They rejoiced when he came down the aisle of that church at our Lita First Assembly of God. I believe somewhere right around 1972. And as he came down, a biker, drug addicted, bound in, in satanic power. Man, he left that church a believer in, in Yeshua Jesus Christ. So when my mama saw her baby brother in that condition, she said, Artie, it's time. She was telling him, it's time for you to come home. See, he'd already moved in with his mother, but he wasn't home yet. Can I hear an amen? He had already come home, but he was not home with the Lord. Matter of fact, I was in a place in my life where I wasn't home with the Lord yet either. I had known the right way, but walked away from the Lord and been struggling in my faith. And I was, for some reason, drawn to my uncle's journey because it was almost like God was showing a picture to me that this is the sort of thing that happens to people when they give themselves over to sinful lifestyles. And I had a front row seat. And I remember as my mother came back from the hospital saying, Scott, now a pastor's wife. Scott, my baby brother received Jesus today. And I got really close and I said, Mom, what happened? She said he couldn't talk, but I told him, Artie, it's time. And she says, if you want to accept Jesus in your heart and ask him to forgive you and start over, she says, blink your eyes. Because the paralysis had and the infection had hit him to the point where he couldn't even speak a word or even move his lips. But he could still blink. And he blinked his eyes twice. And she said, when he blinked his eyes, immediately his eyes were filled with tears. And she began to pray the sinner's prayer, which is just a cultural creation that we base upon the principles of Scripture. But it works when you mean it. And she began to lead him in a prayer, and she said, repeat this in your heart, Artie. Say it to God. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose from the dead. Wash me from every evil sin that I've ever committed. Give me a place in heaven when I die. And she said the tears wouldn't stop for about 10 minutes. And she kissed him on his face and walked away. And within a very short time, he passed into heaven. 
You've got to fight for your prodigals. This is a season, hear me, where we need to fight for our first fruits. Claim them in Jesus' name. And remember the claims of an unrighteous person and the prayers of an unrighteous person don't accomplish much. James says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. much. We're not talking a perfect person because then it talks about Elijah who was a man like us who was struggling in the same areas we struggle. It's not talking about a person who never struggles with this thought or with this frustrations or never falls back into a little bit of humanistic thinking. It's not talking about that. No, but Romans teaches us in Romans 6 that we've been set free from sin. Set free. Set free. That in the same way that we were bound and slaves to sin, the Bible says you're slaves to righteousness now. That you have a new nature. Can I hear an amen? So there has to be a change. There has to be repentance. There has to be a transformation. Because Jesus does nothing halfway. When he made you new, baby, he made you new. Can I hear an amen? And I want to encourage you today, just from the bottom of my heart, you're coming into and now is the time season. You will see your prodigals come back to Jesus. Hear me. And some of them, maybe they had to go through hell on earth to get to heaven. Do you hear me? But I will tell you this today. Draw in your spirit. Draw from the depths of the love of God within yourself from all the resources and every heavenly blessing that God has given you. Draw out within that deep place based upon the promises of God, the power of God, and by faith pray for those sons and daughters. Hear me. This earth is not all there is. I'm going to say it again. This earth is not all there is, beloved. It's not all there is. It's not. And if you're not living right, your prayer will go about as far as you can spit. But if you, Christian, make up your mind to walk with God, hear me. You have something called the promise of God. Not religion, because religion will get you nothing. I'm talking about a relationship with the living God. And if you walk with God, hear me today. He won't protect you from every trouble. It's not going to have every single little bump on the road. You never know you're never going to get a flat tire and never get it cold. No, don't be ridiculous. But the Bible says he will preserve the life of the righteous. He told us in his word, his promise that never will run dry. You and your household shall be saved. That's what his word says. That means you're your children. Can I hear an amen? Don't let the devil steal your kids. He wants to steal and kill and destroy this last young man. Just this week, Tuesday morning, I, I buried him. Well, we didn't bury him physically, but we, we, we did his memorial. He was a young man I'd spent time with. He was 36 years old. That's a baby to me. I had hung out. I would eaten with him. I had talked about Jesus. Man, he just had some struggles. And I'm telling you today, these are good people that got bad struggles. Can I hear an amen? And I don't know anybody in this world who hasn't struggled. Claim those children in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you how. Because they're your first fruits in certain ways. Some of them are your firstborns. You do it through prayer. You say, Jesus, thank you that because of the blood of Jesus, I'm right with you. 
and say, in the name of Jesus, I draw from the truth of your word and I apply the word of God over my family. You said me and my household shall be saved, so it's a matter of time. All we can do is look to the children that look to us for leadership in this time and claim them in the name of Jesus and bring your feathers in the spirit over them through prayer, intercession, fasting, and claim their lives and say, devil, you can't have them. They're mine in Jesus' name. It's your right. It's your heritage. It's your, it's your right. See, if you don't exercise your right, the devil may try to rip you off. The word of the Lord said, I'm bringing my prodigals home in 5778, the 2018 year calendar. He told me that. And he can bring them home in a myriad of ways. I want you to get this in your spirit today. If you don't exercise your rights, the devil will try to usurp your authority. So protect your life through prayer, fasting, declarations, forgiveness. Your children's lives are on the line. I'm not going to bury one more kid in this church in Jesus' name. Not one more. It's not going to happen again. In Jesus' name. Claim your kids. Because if the devil knows they're on the way back home, guess what he's going to try and do? People think we're playing games. We're not playing games. This is life and death, eternity in the balance. This is not a game. The devil is not playing. This is not some sort of way we try to manipulate parents and make them. No, your children are on the line. They don't have to perpetuate the cycles of dysfunction. You can bring the bloodline of Jesus over your home and refuse anything else. Hear me. You have that authority. You can't make up their minds. Kids make mistakes. It doesn't mean you're a failure. Kids make their decisions. But hear me. You can exercise your authority. You can refuse to ignore the warning signs. You can put your finger on it and you can point at that demon and say, I recognize you, spirit of murder. You will not have my child. I want to tell you, you and I have a right to claim our children. Claim them. Claim them. From a young age, claim them. I've been warring for my son and my daughter since they were in the womb, warring in prayer. Oh, well, they just got to learn it their way. No, they don't have to learn it their way. They have to learn it God's way. And you have a heritage and you can bring that covering over them. For some of you, you're in blended homes where you have different fathers and you have different people acting as fathers. And hear me, if that child and you're a Christian is in your home, you have a covering over them. And it doesn't matter if you're their biological parents or not, you have the spiritual covering in Jesus Christ, that authority over that home to bring that dominion in that house and tell them by the power of the blood of Jesus what to do. They may not like to come to church. I didn't either when I was 14, but I came. They're your first fruits. Protect them. The fruit of your, of your womb. Protect them. Pray fast. Refuse anything else. Do you know what it is to stand in faith for someone? Do you know you can stand in faith for someone who has no faith? Hear me today. You can stand in faith for people who are faithless. You can stand and say, Lord, I am believing that they will come into the fullness of what they have. You can bear them up on your back and carry them in the spirit. It's called intercession. You can refuse anything else. We have need to bear up our children. 
This is what I want to do for you today. I want to lead you in a prayer. And I want to lead you in a prayer today of claiming your children. You may have a young person that's still not walking with the Lord the way he or she needs to. Well, let's claim them in Jesus' name. Let it be made known in the spiritual realm that you're claiming them today. Amen? You may be a sister or a brother. Mama might be dead. Well, claim your, claim your family member in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? You might be married to someone or divorced from someone who's not a believer. You claim them under your feathers in the spirit, so to speak. You claim them according to the promise of God that you and your household shall be saved. That promise of you and your household goes far beyond your immediate family. Hear me today. That boss that annoys you, you can claim them. They're a part of your household, your circle of influence. You stand steadfast, praying for them, standing in the faith, and the Lord will use your life. Amen? So let's do this prayer today. Think of your children, though, because the prodigals are on my, on my spirit today. Those who know the way of God but have walked away. Say this in Jesus' name right now. Say it with me and pray it over your children. Say, Jesus, I come to you today by the power of your blood. Forgive me of every sin, every stain, every disobedience that I have committed. I right now ask you to wash me in your blood from the top of my head to the soles of my feet mind body soul spirit wash me in your blood i am righteous because of your blood now i stand before you as your child and your word and your promises are for me so today, right now, I claim the blessings of Jesus, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Right now, I claim my authority as a co-heir with Jesus. I'm seated in Jesus, in his authority, under his power, and right now, I claim your promise and I disarm every demon that's coming against my children, my family, my household by the blood of Jesus, by the word of my testimony. I claim them now. Now name their names right now. Name them. Name them. I claim this one. I claim that one. Lord, I now say this. Say, Lord Jesus. Come on, say, Lord Jesus, I bring your blood, the blood of the sinless lamb over my firstborn, just as the children of Israel put the blood over their doorpost. I claim my children in the name of Jesus. I put the blood over them. Lord, we bring the bloodline of Jesus over our household, over this church, and this church is my household. So I bring the blood of Jesus over it, and I disarm Satan, and I bind him, and I take authority over him, and I command you. I don't ask you. I know who I am. Go, 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 go. Let go of their firstborn. You have no authority. Let go of their second born. You have no authority. Let go of their children. You have no authority. We bring it. I bring it. It is done. 
give him praise in this house. What a blessing it is to hang out with you every week. I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to sit with us and to sit under the ministry here at Nations Church LA. We have a vision as a multi-generational, multicultural, multi-ethnic church. We really have a vision to reach the world. Matthew 28 is our credo. We're thankful that you're a part of that as we make disciples of all nations. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again for tuning in. Can't wait to talk to you next time. And remember, keep it real with God and keep it real with others.